Well, happy Independence Day to all my fellow Americans. Happy 4th of July for this special episode. Probably won't have too many people watching us live because they're probably out barbecuing and doing 4th of July things. I certainly hope so. And if, if you have joined us, I say thank you very much. It's very nice to have you here. And uh, don't worry, you know, your barbecue's not going to go away. Uh, sure. Still time, still plenty of time. Before we start yeah. the show, I wanted uh, DM to, to read this very generous super chat because it will uh, instigate something I'm about to do. Absolutely. So uh, Lucifer, our boy, said grab a few cold ones while drinking the spirit for the holiday. Also, come right around the Pacific Northwest sometime. You'll be blown away at the scenery up there. And I can confirm that. It's really gorgeous. I've been to Seattle. I mean, that's really the only place I've been there, but it's pretty nice. Thank you very much, Lucifer. And just because of that, we have uh, you know, provided some beers. These are not Taiwan beers. It's a pity. Taiwan beer, reach out to us. I think we can be good spokespeople for you. We've got to introduce... The whole of America to, uh, and the whole of the West, really, to Taiwan beer. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to crack this open. I'm using scissors. Pass that down to Thank DM. Thank you. All right. One for DM over here. And uh, I'll mm -hmm. crack this one open for you. Fantastic. Uh, while <laughs> Sea Milk struggles with beer. It's a pair uh, of scissors. Yeah, it is a pair of scissors. <laughs> um, I thought I would uh, tell you guys about today's topic. You know, we're going to be talking about... Uh, white monkeys and for those of you who are not familiar with the term it's kind of slang that's given to white people that do these silly sort of jobs and they only get the jobs because they're white right uh in china but we're actually gonna you know make it a little bit more succinct it's not just gonna be about normal white monkey jobs. Oh, cheers by the way yeah, guys cheers. come on right. jumping the gun there oh i had to test to make sure it's not poison mm. you know mm. It is kind of uh, room temperature, I will it say. Is, it is not. It's, it's cold. I keep telling tells, telling Seamilk, hey man, don't leave it out. It's going to get warm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll drink it anyway. Yeah. So anyway, um, the white monkey thing, you said it's like ridiculous jobs that you get just because you're white in China. Yeah. We're actually going to talk about how China is using white monkey positions to spread soft power, which yeah. is going to be pretty fun. Yeah. So we'll be getting to that soon. But first, let's head over to our first segment, which is what's new. When we talk about, you know, new things in the news... I feel like we need like China. A, we need like an eagle screech every time. Yeah. 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 Okay, we can try. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, um, let's head over to our pictures, and we're going to show you the first picture. Um, it's McDonald's mm -hmm. is now offering well, quite a very popular sort of a, a chicken dish which you get in China. Maybe you can tell us about it. I thought this would be kind of interesting because there's so many differences that in KFC and McDonald's and fast food in China that are actually American chains yeah. from America because. They have to cater to the Chinese market. If they just went in there serving the exact same menu that mm -hmm. they had in America, there's they wouldn't make as much money, right? No, no. One of the most popular chicken dishes in China, and this is a Chinese dish, yeah. kind of. It's called uh, Coca-Cola chicken. Yeah, Kulaji. Kulaji, right? Yeah. My um, wife can cook that, actually. Every, I think, honestly, that is not a good accolade because every <laughs> Chinese person I know always says, you're going to like this. It's Coca-Cola chicken. And they always cook it. I think it's like the standard, you know how to cook this dish. Eggs and tomatoes and kalaji. Yeah, feng chia chow dan. Yeah. The, now, kalaji, uh, Dim, can you have the next picture so I can explain it real quick? Yeah. This is the traditional recipe. What's in yeah. that? Well, we basically got chicken, which of course you need. Usually little, it's wings. Yeah. We got a little bit of chili, uh, ginger. Mm -hmm. We got some... Garlic. Is that Sichuan pepper up in the corner maybe? A little bit of that? Oh, no, left. aniseed. That's anise. Aniseed. Oh, is it anise or aniseed? Is it anise? No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, either way, this what you see here are the basic ingredients. Yeah. And you basically just throw them all in a wok and you fry it all together. The reason I don't like it, and I, we, you guys know we like Chinese food. The reason yeah. I don't like it is it's very sloppy and slimy. Mm. It's not crispy. It's not delicious. It's just kind of 
It's not, you want chicken skin to be crispy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that. It's not. But McDonald's made it crispy. Yes, they made it. I actually want to try it. I w- I'd love to try yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We've got to, to we got to try it. We'll be um, back in China fairly soon, so yeah. we'll give it a try. Yeah, if it's um, still on the menu. <laughs> yeah. There have been some interesting things over the years that I've been living in China uh, that you find on the menus, not only with McDonald's, but KFC. As you said, they have to basically localize their brand. So places like Walmart, mm. if you go into a Walmart, it's completely different. Uh, to Walmart anywhere else. Right. You've got live animals, like a whole menagerie. They have you know? freaking alligators. Yeah, they've got alligators, for frogs. Si- like frogs, turtles, all yeah. this stuff. It looks like a zoo, but actually it's for fresh food for people to eat. Right. Um, I know that could be horrifying to a lot of people out there, yeah, but that's whatever. just the way it is. <laughs> <over> anyway, <laughs> KFC um, has some very interesting sort of breakfast menu items. Maybe we can go to the next picture. Um, okay, now this is, this is still McDonald's. What's yeah. this, like a beef... Well, you would expect feng wei nil, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. would expect it to be like a Big Mac and fries and yeah. stuff, but here they have beef, beef, beef rice. Balls, yeah, it's beef rice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know. All right. What's next? We've got uh, here. We go. That is the KFC breakfast. Right. You can see there what's called a yol tiao, which is kind of like a churro without sugar. I like the uh, it is exactly that, and I yeah. like the direct translation of yol tiao. Oil stick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like what you put in your car. Yeah, right? it is. Like <laughs> yeah, like a dipstick. It's yeah. an oil stick. Yeah. You have well, Joe. Dude, no joke. If you take that yotia and you squeeze it, just oil, oil drip. drips out. Yeah. If you put sugar and cinnamon on it, it would just be a churro. Yeah, exactly. But that's such a standard breakfast fare thing in China. Yeah. Um, and it's always paired with dojiang, which is uh, soy milk. Yeah, which is in the background there. Which, right. to in the beginning, I found absolutely vile. I and like it. Though. Yeah, yeah. It took a long time. I got used to it, and right. I quite like it. And then um, what else? Joe. Joe is kanji or yeah. rice porridge. Uh, no, not a fan. No. Never have been. It's probably one of... Sorry, I keep burping. Uh, yeah, it's this very beer. bubbly. Um, Joe is probably like the worst... One of the worst foods in China. Mm. It's like one of my least favorite things to eat. Because it's, it's watery rice. Right? Yeah, With some it crap is. in it. Sometimes fish heads. Mm-hmm. Sometimes... <laughs> just, remember when our yeah, wives argued you told, that... You told Joe. Yeah, they were yeah. like, fish head... Uh, kanji doesn't exist and we walked right by a fish head kanji restaurant it's actually called fish, fish head, head kanji. kanji restaurant yeah it's it's a big thing in southern china yeah for sure um anyway let's let's see what else we've got that's interesting here from kfc um rice dishes and stuff like lots this. of rice dishes because like yeah. i said nobody's gonna go in there and just get a bucket of chicken it happens yeah right chinese people love chicken but yeah. you gotta have these meals that cater to normal taste otherwise the old especially the older generations oh they wouldn't go, go in there. no no no, no. Yeah, and it's become such a family hangout as well. Yeah, KFC and McDonald's, you will see grandparents always taking the children there. I think it's easier for them rather than cooking. So they kind of want to think they're still getting something healthy. Right, so and it's cheap. For Chinese people, healthy food is rice plus vegetables. Right. That's in their mind. A little bit of meat. So Western people might think avocado toast or something or kale salad. Yeah. But Chinese people, health means rice and vegetables. Right. Pretty much. For sure. So that's those are kind of like the just the main differences. But you know yeah. what? Another big difference is, I forgot to put a picture of this, but yeah. they do a lot more novelty stuff in mm-hmm. China. So they had like Angry Birds burgers. Yes. And like yeah, all that. Yeah. Really, really weird stuff. Yeah, a yeah. Minions burgers. Yeah, I remember they were yellow it. and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's cool. It really so it, it's, it's very much fun when you're in places like China uh, and Hong Kong and stuff you'll see all the differences like rice buns on the burgers instead of yeah you know actual actually buns. you know who does that really well is Moss Burger oh yeah you guys probably don't know what that is they had a branch in Hawaii at some point that's a Japanese yeah chain. yeah you see it in Taiwan in Taiwan as well yeah. very popular but they do like a yeah like a rice it's rice it's just yeah. 
Straight up rice. McDonald's had the rice burger they did, thing they? In, in Hong Kong, not in right. mainland China. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that was as good. I like Moss Burger. I think it's quite good. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, put, like chili and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's pretty cool. I, lo- I love fast food. I'm terrible because I actually prefer trash food to real mm-hmm. food. If I could sit down and have like a an amazing steak or something at a high class restaurant, I won't enjoy it as much as going to a crappy fast food restaurant that is actually one thing that makes us very different i'm always the meal boy (laughs) like i want to spend like two hours with a nice meal yeah i want to eat trash can i just walk and eat trash yeah i want processed cheese right (laughs) you like the worst i do i do anyway um okay so that's our what's new i think it's probably time for us to head over to our main segment which is sure but we gotta hit a super chat first oh oh yes can we have a super chat we sure do and we just got i think our first ever 50 dollar uh super chat hot diggity damn (laughs) So that's from Thao. It says, you. love you CIA agents. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about serial killers in Chinese culture? Is it a problem? Are people obsessed with it like they are in the US? I think he's probably referring to things like, uh, you know, all those Netflix true crime series you can watch, okay. things like that. Sure. Well, okay, uh, serial killers are a thing in China. Big time. Um, and unfortunately, because of the way China works, you don't hear about them that often. No, no. Uh, people don't want you to know about the news. And it is an unfortunate situation. Because of that, they get away with it mm. a lot more. Because people aren't aware mm. that, oh, there's actually a serial killer hanging right. around. You get people who kill lots of people. Yeah. And finally, it gets uncovered. But Especially in the villages. Yeah, they, they get away with it because no one talks about it. So just think about this. There's a serial killer in your town, okay? He's literally killed like 50 people already, but you don't know about it. Mm. So you think life's normal and you just right. let your, your daughter go walk by herself right. at night right. because you don't know there's a serial killer. See, it's a bad situation. Right. So right. the serial killer problem, you can look up, uh, just do a Google search, see what mm. you can find about serial killers in China. The news is few and far between, mm. but it's a real thing and For it's sure. a real um, problem. Uh, to answer the, the next part of that, yeah. the fascination is just not there because... When you have a lot of like Ted Bundy and all these serial killers that we had in the U.S., yeah, they're immortalized in media, like the said, like Netflix specials and stuff. Whereas they're not immortalized in China, so there's yeah. nothing to be interested in. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah, they're hushed up for sure. Mm-hmm. So if if there was media presence, I have a feeling people would have a healthy interest in stuff like sure. that. But it's just yeah. not the case. Thank you very much, by the way. That was incredibly yeah. generous. Wow. Absolutely. So now it's soft power hour, and boy, do we have something interesting for you. Yeah. In soft power hour. Um, okay, I have to preface this though. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I don't want to sound insulting, so it's difficult for me to word this correctly, but basically, what I want to say I'm here <laughs> is that in China, there's a lot of white worship going okay. on. Now, by that, I mean um, there's almost this sense of people looking for approval from mm. the West. Right. And it obviously has to do with the fact that people look up to Hollywood and, you know, that for a long time, the West has always been ahead of China as far right. as quality of life and technology. That's and why things they make like those that. replica cities. Like. Yeah, absolutely. So you have this, for lack of a better word, white worship. So um, people looking for approval from mm. white people. Mm. This is why we get a lot of trouble right. from our videos is because they also ha- it has the opposite effect. They want white people to say good things about China, mm-hmm. but if a white person says something bad about China, it hurts so much more. Or even just a mild critique. Yeah, it hurts so much more because mm. it's someone that they're seeking approval from. Mm. Um, and that's why you get such a, a huge backlash. However, if a white person then says something that they want to hear, they'll 
just Propel jump up in right. arms and like, oh, you're so amazing. You are telling only the truth. You are the best. And It's actually super unfair because yeah. as much, I think we focus a lot on some of the darker sides of how society works and how sure. it, it, it attacks us. Yeah. But actually, it's kind of sad because if you're like a, a mainland Chinese streamer, let's say, right? Yeah, yeah. If you put so much effort into what you're doing and it's mm. like really well done, very professional, you won't even get a, a percentile of what some rando English teacher white dude does eating like Chinese food and yeah. has no production value. It's not fair at all. I don't, I, by the way, I don't agree with this whole white worship thing that mm. I'm talking about. I, I actually find it abhorrent. Mm. It's ridiculous. Be proud of yourself. Be proud of your own nation. You know, don't seek the approval of others. It's unnecessary. Sure. You know, it's going to fall on deaf ears. It's just the, absolutely how things work. Anyway, so basically, what we're getting to here is, you don't see a Chinese person going out and saying something nice and positive and making a big thing mm. um, about China. I don't see that. I just no. I very rarely see that. You know, or critiquing China, either one. Right. But what they do is. They will hire white people mm. to trumpet China, basically, to right. say, look how good China is. Uh, because they feel like that's going to have more impact. Right. And that, isn't that so ridiculous, yes, though? Yes, yes. Okay, so I want to preface this. We mm. have absolutely no ill feelings for the people that we're about to show. Yes. Because the majority of them don't actually know what they're doing. Yes, right? they don't. And we've confirmed this. Some, one of them definitely does. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> but yes, we're yes. not he out here to attack any of these individuals. But we want to use these videos as examples for how China uses foreigners mm. to project their own message for a domestic audience. This is not for, for foreigners, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's well, some of it is. Some of it is the the Shen Yun thing. Absolutely. But we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it. So we're going to start by playing you a little clip, okay? And uh, we're, we're going to have to stop this quite a lot and discuss okay. what's going on. Sure. So most um, of this is in English. You guys should be fine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's rather. China is smart. China is huge. China is powerful. Yes, I'm a foreigner, and I'm here to say it. I love China. This is where the world grows. This is where things happen. This is where you find evolution and beauty, development and future, sharing and passion. This is where you find joy and kindness and love. Yes, that is true. Nothing is perfect. But China is my home. Just pause it there for a second. I'll go back to, like, so we can see the dude. Um, but China yeah, there we go. Um, I'd like to point something out here. Uh, if we look at the landscape behind the dude. Yeah. That is absolutely not China. No, 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 no. no. Not, no, no, not no. in a million years. This is a characteristic we see a lot in these like paid white people videos is that mm. they'll they'll get someone outside of China to do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is true, but this guy may have even never been to China before. Yeah, it's very possible. And even if he did go to China and right. stuff, um, he's not in China while he's making this. So it's yeah. like clearly but, not his home. Yeah, right. yeah. So but China is my home standing in an Eastern European, you know, sort of farmland. Right. You know? <laughs> right. It's not correct. Um but also, just the wording, if you pay close attention to the wording, the way he keeps saying this, it's like it's like a, a small child looking for approval right. from a parent. Right. 
you know. Anyway, yeah. let's let's continue with it. My home. Vachana is my lane. Vachana is my teacher, my brother, my friend. You gotta understand. <laughs> you gotta respect China. Sorry. I tell you now. Come and see by yourself. I now talk to all the Chinese men, women, and children. My friends, let's make the world a better place. The world doesn't know you yet. Show yourself. Because you have strength. Because you have happiness. Because you have wealth. Because you're the ones with the power to do great things. The ones with the resources to do the amazing. The ones with the culture to do beauty and the will to go beyond. A Michael Bay film? Yeah, it looks like it. Where's the Transformers? My friend, they, that would make it better. Yeah. Show the world the beauty of China. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> have the kiss. Oh, kiss. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I was waiting kiss. for that a little bit. All right. Very interesting stuff. Um, yeah. And no, no ill feelings, this guy, like I said. Sure. But very, very uh, scripted propaganda piece. Yeah. And anyone can see through that, right? Absolutely. I don't think this one was directed at foreigners. May, may, little, maybe, yeah. maybe. But you he know, says, the way he says, I'm speaking to all the Chinese men and women. And, you know, sure, sure, exactly. It's, it's a tough one. The thing is, I would take it a lot more serious if there was a, a nice-looking young Chinese guy there who's full of confidence sure. speaking in Chinese right. even, or English. doesn't really right. matter. But if he, if he was saying, you know, this is, why this China's is China's yeah. great. We love China. China's amazing. We're making great strides, all this. Why do you need some random you know, young foreign dudes sitting in an Eastern European countryside to be like, China, you're great. You're awesome. you got money. you got happiness. Right. You know, it's, it's a bit me, silly. It's giving me chills. Like yeah. It's a powerful message. Anyway, um, um, these, yep, these people are, are definitely just paid to make these things. That's what we're going on about. Here. Sure, it's sure, not sure, like sure. just made by himself. Of course, you do get people that uh, use, oh, that are not paid to do this kind of thing, mm -hmm. and they do it for their own personal gain. Okay. The thing is, like, when you see these, like, um, even foreign YouTubers or not even YouTubers, maybe like Billy Billy people or whatever, and they they go to like Hainan or something, yeah, and they're like, look at how beautiful it is, and they have all these epic shots and all this kind of stuff. The majority of the time, they just get paid, yeah. Um, and it, I mean, I don't see any harm in that, sure. but it's it's not genuine content, right? Well, I did a whole video about that yeah. where they they've invited me multiple times. I'm sure they've invited all you too. All the time. Hainan and. Right. Uh, Yunnan and stuff. Right. They hire foreigners who have YouTube channels and stuff right. to go there and they sort of force you to film nice footage and then post it to say how great sure. it is. They pay you to do it. Sure. Uh, anyway, um, some people have tapped into this and realized that if they trumpet China mm. by being a white person, um, that they get massive followings. Right. Okay? And, and the first guy to ever do this is a guy by the name of David... Gulasi. Gulasi. He's the OG. He's the, the old one. So we're going to play his little clip next. Okay. Start. This is the one that made him famous. So um, let's let's get in. This guy was in China, by the way. He's in China. Hello, guys. Yeah. Uh, I would like to talk to you guys about something serious. Um, it really upsets me and it makes me angry. Uh, it really pisses me off, actually. I'm sick and tired of, of seeing foreign people coming to China earning the money here, living the life here, making, like having so much freedom in China, and then complaining about China. I want to tell those foreign people something. If you're one of those foreign people, I want to tell you something. Piss off, okay? <laughs> Piss off back to your country. Okay, you pause like that for China a second. So much, don't stay here. Now, okay, to be fair, 
I and I think most people go through a phase when they get to China, mm. right? Where, or anywhere. Yeah, where you you just kind of new. You're really enjoying the place. You're still in the honeymoon period. Sure. And you meet the cranky old guys that have been around there, and they're complaining all the time. Right. And, you know, for me, there's even a pissed off at that. Yeah, I've, there's a newspaper article where I say, not as crass. I'm not. I'm not this guy. I'm not this. I'm not as. Um, I don't know right, the right word to to use here, without sounding insulting. But I'm not this guy. Um, so I just said like, hey, you know, if you don't like it. You're always more than welcome to go elsewhere. Sure. Kind of thing. That's, well, I agree with that yeah. sentiment. Yeah, it's it's a good sentiment. But now, this guy obviously made up this story, right? Which we're going to skip to next. Let's go to his little story. I just want to say, everyone in the chat is saying that they can't hear anything from the videos. Oh, they can. And I've, I've got it up past 100% volume, so maybe it's something in o OBS. Oh, wait, seriously? They yeah. can't hear? Um, yeah. But, okay, let's, let's go back to the, the thing. I will take a look here. Just try to bear play. with us, guys. Yeah, bear with us. That's terrible. The can... money. No, it's definitely these people there. Are, yeah, these people are saying I heard it. We're getting trolled again, guys. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> okay. They can hear it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so um, sorry. Let's get back to it. So he made up this little story. Let's get to his little story. Um, try to be nice about it. If you don't like something, just say you don't like something. Don't be rude to the locals. I saw a foreign guy in an elevator once swearing to another guy. And it really pissed me off, you know. I swore to him. I said, hey, Lawai, you're Huh? And I said it in Chinese, and the guy looked at me, and I said, just piss off. Go back to your country. Like, I'm sick and tired of these kind of foreigners coming here. So, all right, I want to tell you guys something. If you're one of these foreigners, piss off, okay? Go back to your country. Don't stay here. China okay. doesn't need you. Yeah, pause there. Uh, here's the thing. This guy's now speaking on behalf of China. You know, for some reason, he thinks that he's the authority to say, oh, China doesn't need you. Right. Right. I, I, I feel like a country that made him a meme and made him famous because they said he looked like a ridiculous sloth. He wouldn't have such kind words because that's actually what happened. That, yeah, that's it. They're like, look at his crazy facial expressions. Doing, 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 you know, like. Yeah. Look, anyway, yeah. Here's, here's the thing, though. Because he said this, uh, what you've seen over here, he was like, if you don't like it, piss off, okay? He did that. He got a massive amount of support. Huge, huge. First of all, the story about him and a foreigner in an elevator, I, right. I highly doubt, because this guy's... We can't call 100% yeah, BS, but, but come on. Yeah, I, come I, on. I, I, I highly doubt well, it. Well, why need to? I really don't think he did that. But even right. if he did, it's probably what he wanted to say, so he, he took to the internet to, like vent his frustrations you know when you're like laying in bed and you do like mock scenarios in your head about like how you would handle things differently i feel yeah. like that's that it's very possible isn't there isn't there a whole subreddit dedicated to that yeah yeah where there it's is. like yeah. oh i told this person off on the bus and the bus driver gave me 50 bucks for being so awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's david's story <laughs> anyway so because of this video it went viral in china yeah and he got a massive amount of support from the people that are looking for that validation. Right. So from the nationalists who are tired of CNN and BBC right. saying negative things about China. Right. They're tired of like some of the garbage foreigners that are you right. know messing about in China, which I can understand. Sure. But instead of them personally standing up and making videos and saying, you know what? You you scummy foreigners, if you don't like China, what are you doing here? Right. They don't do that yeah. because they just don't have the ability or the drive or they're mm. too shy or they're too worried. That to type put them, of person. Yeah, that, sure. that type right. of person. So they latched on to him because he's now trumpeting and, well, he's like championing their message. Mm. So they made him incredibly famous and he rode that fame for oh, years. Yeah. He, he kept he making quite wealthy, yeah, I think. 
he started a school, school he had a lot of different um people because of his fame from this video from like right. telling foreigners to piss off okay right i was gonna he, say like was his first his he went and walked into class for his first lesson for like david gulasi's english class and he's like first lesson piss off okay and the kid's like piss off <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> anyway so he became famous and he wrote this for for years and he made a bunch of similar videos like mm. basically remember during the whole um apologize to what's that swimmer Sun Yang or something yeah, the, yeah. The, remember the there was an yeah. australian guy because he's australian obviously right. so there's the australian swimmer right. called uh, the 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 chinese the swimmer other, a drug yeah. cheat yeah because he was doping yeah, or something. Yeah, so this David Galassi had like a sign saying, apologize, apologize Mark, what's it, Mac Horton or Mac something? Horton, Mac Horton, apologize to China, you know, you right. insult the Chinese people. He was one of those guys. So he's right. basically a shill. Oh, it's very selfish, yeah. you yeah, can yeah. tell. You know? this in, the reason we brought this up is it instigated the whole brand yes. of not paid like yeah. not like the first guy who just yeah. got a script in the mail and they're yeah, like, yeah. please record this in your backyard. Yeah, exactly. This is like voluntary shills, yes, right? They know yes. that they can get famous. But these guys are actually the worst kind because they're right. using that. That's selfish. Yeah, it's very selfish. They use that for fame and for their own gains. So that's why you're starting to find a lot of people who will just straightforward trumpet the nationalist speaking points of China, the sure. communist speaking points say, sure. China is better than everything else because right. of this and that. Communism is great. You know, China needs this. China is better than, you know. So then they get the same following and they get the same push. Right. Which it's just unfortunate because, right. you know, if anyone who's intelligent can see through it. And they're taking advantage of the sort of lower end nationalist dudes. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think this this whole boom of like, um, I'll just say white, maybe even foreign, yeah. foreign like Chinese media stars mm -hmm. has instigated the government now. To, to seek out other yes. foreigners to promote their propaganda message or their soft power message. So we're yeah. going to look at very, very interesting one that was yes. provided by another YouTuber. Yeah, let's just... Uh, Skip. We don't need to hear him anymore. Yeah. Where's... So not here... Oh. No, we got to go all the way back. So somewhere around about here. Just, yeah. Just this place him. has helped me a lot. Let him, um, let and him I appreciate Yeah, let, let, let him finish. finish. Um, so right. guys, be grateful for what you have, okay? Sorry for the oh, kiss. kiss. Did the kiss? This is a theme. My feeling. I love you guys. Yes. Bye. Stop kissing, dude. And also, that guy better check out his herpes yeah, as well. Yeah, this looks pretty bad. Anyway, okay. Now this guy, you can see him in the background here. This JJ McCullough. Yep. McCullough. McCullough. Yeah. Um, the reason, the reason why I found out about this guy is I did that video about um, the the whole Shen Yun thing a while you back. I should explain what that is. Okay. Basically, there's there's this. Uh, religion slash cult that's banned in China called the Falun Gong. Mm. You're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to practice it. It's basically like a special it's kind like of a weird tai reading exercise. It's a, it's it's, it's totally weird. If you read into it, it's also very strange. You know, sure. they believe that you can. I wouldn't call it dangerous. No, it's not dangerous, but they believe all sorts of weird stuff. Like you can cure cancer through Tai Chi. Sure. You can cure homosexuality right. and all this. You know, they're a little bit. They got a screw loose as far as I'm concerned. But the thing is, they put on this like cultural dance show. Mm. Uh, all over the place in the West, not just in America, but all over. And it's this big extravaganza dancing thing. But it's actually just veiled propaganda for, for, Falun, for Gong. Falun Gong, their movement. Right. So it's kind of like Scientology in a way. In a way, yeah. yeah. And the whole thing is like it's persecuted in China, right? Yes. Like it's yes. totally illegal. So you get kidnapped if you practice in public, things like this. So it's their like uh, propaganda piece to push back against the CCP. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, and also just to bolster their numbers. Sure. Um, that's the thing. Like if you, 
if you ever have gotten a flyer on your mm. car or in your mailbox about like organ harvesting in China right. and stuff, it's it's the it's Falun, the Falun Gong. Gong. Yeah, they're they're the guys who do this. Right. So anyway, because there's this freedom of speech thing and whatnot in the West, mm -hmm. China can't go there and say. You're not allowed to do this. Right. They can't stop the show. Right. They can't go and like arrest everyone. Right. Which they do in China. Right. If you if you dare to try and practice Falun Gong in public, they will arrest you. You just, you just disappear. disappeared. So what do they do instead? They try to sway people's minds to make them believe that Falun Gong is bad. Get ready for the most low effort crap you've yeah. ever seen in your so, life. So anyway, before we roll that clip. I was watching on just YouTube and it popped up in a recommendation because I'd made that video. This um, JJ McCullough, mm. uh, McCullough, uh, sorry if I'm getting your name wrong. Um, he was approached and offered 500 US dollars mm. to put a video on his channel. Okay, and we're going to show you the video now, at least parts of it. Let's roll that video. This is not him, by the way. No, this is not the McCullough guy. This is the video. Let's go. And it's coming. Hello, everyone. My name is Owen. Recently, I've heard a lot of complaints from my friends, so I've decided to make this video today. Today, we're going to talk about a Chinese cultural performance. I'm sure many of you have heard of Shen Yu. You've probably seen the posters around town, the billboards in the subway. I even get mail directly sent to my inbox. In the beginning, I thought that this was just a traditional Chinese performance. But after further research and digging, I realized it's just not that simple. First of all, let's take a look at the Shen Yun performance poster. The posters are extremely impressive to everyone. There are some words to introduce traditional Chinese plays. I have friends who went out and spent up to $200 for tickets for really good seats. However, at the conclusion of the Shen Yun performance, Many of my friends felt completely fooled and disappointed by the Shen Yu performance. They actually found that the show was not just about culture, but actually had religious and political propaganda orchestrated by the following book. This performance completely revamped Chinese culture as we know. Take the legendary story of Kuro Several years ago, as many of you may know, Disney animated this movie. However, during the Shen Yu performance, about halfway through, it switched to the falling dog during the middle of the show. We know the story of Kuo Milan existed over okay. 1,500 years ago. But did the falling yeah. dog exist 1,500 years ago? Absolutely not. Absolutely what not. Let me just pause it for a second. <laughs> okay. This, this is live, by the way. And I just, yeah. I, it wasn't my opinion to say Geico Caveman. That's someone, that someone else. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, now the fact of the matter is... Um, I've been approached while in China to do things like this. Yeah. So have you, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially for Chinese medicine. They obviously yeah. don't know me they, very well. Exactly. They they wanted me to pretend to be a doctor once for a thing and wear yeah, a lab yeah. coat. I refused. Another older expat right. that I know did it instead. But this guy is probably just an English teacher right. I'm in not, China. I'm not making fun of him. No, I mean... I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it is kind of difficult not to make fun of him because of the way he's presented. Uh, this guy looks very uncomfortable in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. He's sitting on a weird, very poorly put together stage. Where's the microphone? Yeah, it sounds Come like on, it's guys. in the camera. It's some of the worst audio ever. If you're going to make a propaganda thing like this, at least make it sound good. Right. You know? Yeah. So anyway, the, the guy is obviously an English teacher doing a white monkey job. And, 
you get approached all the time by companies and they'll say, hey, we'll pay you a thousand RMB. You right. just need to read a script. Right. This is political in nature, yeah. which is interesting. It is. So the guy probably has no idea what Shin no, Yun no, is. No, 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 Okay. Wait, even if he does, he doesn't understand what he's doing. No, no, exactly. Paid. And the worst thing is, is that now probably, well, definitely without his knowledge. Right. People are being approached. YouTubers right. are being approached and offered money to air this. Right. So th they went after this other JJ McCulloch guy because he's a fairly influential writer or something, right. and he does some kind of other stuff. So yeah, they wanted that out there, and they've probably approached like thousands of different YouTubers asking them, "Hey, put this on your channel. We'll pay you," mm. just so that they can try to sway opinion about Shin Yu right. and make people believe it's evil and violent and stuff. Sure. I guess I I'm I was appalled that the CCP thought this would work on a Western audience, because honestly, who the hell cares about Shen Yun anyway? Like, people are gonna go watch it for being an art performance. They're yeah. not gonna look into this and be like, you know what? The Chinese government's right. Yeah, exactly. These bastards. They're, they're <laughs> misrepresenting Chinese right. culture like, and history. come on, guys. Yeah. Low effort, yeah, low effort. Exactly. But yeah, he's just reading the script. Let's let's go to the, the next, the, the um, the next time. So yeah, JJ, he, JJ hooked me up with this next clip as well. Well, no, no, we're at it already. Actually. Oh, oh okay. are we? Okay, sure. we're just gonna watch this part because there's okay, something sure. he says which is very relevant to the next clip we're gonna show you. So okay. let's go for it. It's about the Shenyu performance. Was the animation? They arranged for a group of people to come and perform the following stuff. The performance style is confusing, political, and to be quite honest, pretty violent. <laughs> punch that kid. Punch the kid. That? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's please. see the punch of the kid punch. Yeah. Okay. Where did they get that photo? You think they Pretty made it? <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? Stupid loser on the, punch the it thumb? With words. It's probably some yeah. motivational poster. It's probably like an anti-bullying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But yeah, it's like, it's pretty violence. Pretty violence for children is what it says in the right, subtitles. Right. It's pretty violence. Yeah, pretty totally violence. this guy wrote the script, right? Yeah. Come on. Seriously, yeah. If he did, he's the worst English teacher ever. Yeah. Okay, let's go. And the posters do not depict any of the violence that will be portrayed in the Shenyu performance. I can only imagine how the parents felt watching all of this violence with their children sitting right there. I cannot imagine how they felt in that. I also see a lot of celebrities speaking about the Shenyu performance. In 2017, a writer named Sydney. Okay, can you pause it there? This is very significant. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's talking about a, one article that was yeah. written by um, this person in 2017, mm -hmm. which criticizes it for being, you know, like a propaganda, a, piece. a propaganda piece. So it seems like that's the only article that's ever been written to say it's a propaganda Nobody piece. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, but it is very relevant. Right. Like I said, anyway, let's play a little more. She believed that Shang Yu was a self-proclaimed religious. Okay, that's cool. Whatever. Person. Let's skip to our next. Um, Geico caveman's played out. Yeah. Um, let's <laughs> go to the next one. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bro. Yeah. So let's let's see. Yeah, there see we go. See you next time. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. See you next time. I don't have a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. hey, you didn't kiss. Let's Chris from New York. So wait, wait. Here's here's another guy. Okay. okay so he comes along. Um, Is the volume all the way up? Because they're saying it's super low. Again. Just um, just just up this volume over here. Max, bit, yeah. blow out their eardrums. I think it was probably just one clip. We yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, Sorry. yeah. It, they were at the beautiful. I mean, it was already past hundred. Oh, just leave it at hundred then. Okay. Sorry guys. If he was Geico Caveman. What is no, this you know what? Because Geico Caveman is the is speaking really bad with this audio. Yeah, it's bad audio. This is better. It's got a mic. So yeah. Uh, this guy, I don't know. He he seems pretty slick to me. Looks pretty hip and happening. Slick dude. Yeah, got his little wrinkled collar on there and. 
you know. Yeah. I mean, it was probably last minute, right? Yeah. You know, he's um, he reminds me of B.J. Novak from The Office. Oh yeah, kind of does look like him. Kind of does yeah. look like him. Anyway, let's let's see what this slick New Yorker has to say. Beautiful and iconic Lincoln Center. The famous Juilliard School is right behind us as well, and it's not that nice out today. I got splashed on my way in, and we're on Broadway. What better place in New York City? Every year, so many theaters put on incredible shows, interesting stories, and lessons in culture from all around the world. We as New Yorkers, we respect everyone, and we love all religions. And so many people are interested <laughs> in Chinese. For a second. You're a New Yorker. Do yeah, New Yorkers yeah. respect everyone? Oh no! Bloody <laughs> hell, no! You joking me? I, you know what? Before we go on, though, this is. You can immediately, immediately understand that this is a Chinese to English script yeah. because of the way that all of these uh, possessives are thrown around and stuff. And these, yeah. we as New Yorkers are blah blah because they always do woman jungle. Yeah, exactly. Right? They think it's gonna hit the same nerve. Exactly. And meanwhile, it's just some rando. It's it's a silly script as well, and you right. can hear he's been told to read it exactly. And this this is something that actually happened to me before. Mm -hmm. I I went to do uh, like a modeling job for a cognac right okay it was a white monkey job yeah. and it was some lame cognac from china and i was like mm, this is great and the english was terrible right. in the script and i i said look this is wrong and they right. said no read it like read that it. Yeah. and it was they always like do that brightly great the uh, cognac yeah. and i'm like no you don't you can't say that but they were like no they didn't accept it unless i did it exactly like they wanted right. so that's what's happening here yeah, so yeah. when he's yeah. Speaking bad grammar and him. stuff, it's not him, it's the script. Sure. It's culture. Continue. But there are shows from European, Japanese, and Chinese culture, among many others. I've seen shows here many times, but only until recently was I made to feel uncomfortable by seeing a performance of Shen Yun. Shen Yun is advertised as a traditional Chinese performance. 5,000 years of civilization reborn. A concise introduction and elegant design. And if you went to go see the show, the first half is good. However, after the first half, the message turns to a more political or religious message by a group called Falun Gong. You will see these flags during the show, some with Chinese characters, and this confused me. So I asked some of my Chinese friends, is Falun Gong a part of Chinese culture? But they said no. Even more confusing, it's halfway through the, the performance, yeah. a group comes out to perform Falun Dofa. Dofa? I found this confusing. Tofu. Political. And honestly, it's very violent. <laughs> See? Wait, yeah. can you pause the there? See? Same, same it's words. It's the same script. Yeah. It's literally almost the same script. Yeah. And it's so unnatural, it hurts. I don't even, we didn't need to point that out. Yeah. But it's literally the same person that, you know, got yeah. paid just to go hire people. This, uh, in I'll, fact, we'll comes... Continue. Yeah, let's continue. Uh, sure, yeah. did it say not to bring children? But was I the only one who had this opinion? After the show, I did a quick Google search, but I found that I wasn't the only one with this opinion. Many others felt the same way. And in 2017, an author by the name of Sarah Jane there Bailey See, of the Spiritual the same article, article wrote that the show wasn't that good yeah. and that it was Told used for a commercial or religious purpose. And that although there is enough dance in the show, there's nowhere near enough to hold a two and a half hour performance. This is when I realized this was not a traditional Chinese performance. And it's disappointing very much. I hope that everyone can see this for themselves, because a lot of people want to learn about. Chinese I was disappointed culture. very much. And what he says that we respect all religions, and that the same goes for politics. Some people here love President Trump, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but others really hate him. But it doesn't matter because we're all New Yorkers, and I hope everyone can see this for themselves before they see the show. This is Chris, and thanks for watching. Uh, no kiss. No, no kiss. kiss. 
No How rude. Yeah. I, I was cracking up the whole time. I've been mm. kind of eyeing the comments a little bit. And somebody right. said that he must use gutter oil for hair gel. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, okay, I got to say this again. Yeah. These last two guys have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. They don't understand they're pushing CCP rhetoric and trying to, like, literally destroy this entire performance. Yeah. Right? They don't understand the, the connotations. Probably behind. what's happened here is, uh, well... This guy is obviously in the states. So yeah, I don't know how he got approached, email or something. And... Dude, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I think it, it gives it lends more credibility to it. Yeah, because the last guy was in this like fake ass news room. Yeah, no, he's him, definitely like, in China. It was probably his that was straight up China. Yeah, probably his teaching assistant yeah. Yeah. friend. You know, right. asked, do you know any foreigners? And they're like, yeah, there's this new guy at the school. Well, in all the universities that I work mm -hmm. at, they have these like fake kind of studio things that yeah. they do the you yeah. know broadcasts and stuff from. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the the New York gutter oil boy, he uh, yeah he he doesn't know. He's just got a script. He got a script in the mail, right? I think it'll be so funny if we end up uh, getting one of these gigs. Mm -hmm. Like if they actually, I think they're too smart to send it to us. But yeah. I've got some ridiculous ones that like go shill for the China's great influence in Tibet. They right. wanted me to do that. Right. And that was fairly recently. Mm -hmm. So if we manage to land like one of these, it would be hilarious. To actually it, it would be. It would do be a piss take and send their money back. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to say though is that you know that no no hard feelings of these guys. It's sure. just this is the new step that China's taking because he can't have a Chinese person speak to the audience. They got to have some random foreigner yeah. that's like, no, this is ridiculous. I did a lot of research and I don't like this. Very much disappointing. Yeah, it's yeah. really silly because if there was a Chinese person, like I said, standing there and saying, guys, you're being fooled. Right. This isn't real Chinese culture. Right. You know, if you want to know real Chinese culture, do, you know, read <laughs> Confucius or Go something. Go read Mao's Red Book. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I would take that seriously. Yeah, yeah. Not a More. paid clown who can't speak English properly, mispronouncing things. Right. It looks like a joke. Right. You know, right. what's wrong with these people? <laughs> Figure out your soft power so propaganda. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, if you're going to take a gig like that, you should probably do a little more work or a little more research into it. You know what I mean? It's true. I mean, like I, you're, yeah. you're making political commentary on the side of the road. Yeah. You know, it, it's it is in a bit poor silly. English. Maybe the guy's looking for his acting break and, you know, this came along. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe he's well, in like... the first guy already got a Geico commercial. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Poor guy. He's uh, probably such a nice guy. I know. <laughs> Listen, if you're watching this, yeah. our apologies, but it's it's right yeah. in line with what we want to point out. And I, I want to end with one thing. Yes. Whoever, like, actually two things real quick. Okay. You know how things work in China, like in factories and like the hierarchy of, of work culture? Yeah. Like a boss will tell one person, this is what needs to be done. Yeah. In this case, we need to get a bunch of white people to talk about how Shen Yun is bad, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's so many like people in the chain of command that the end product is so bad. Yes. It's so awful. It's just like that with like cheap electronics and stuff exactly like that. Exactly the Vivi same. always told me stories like that. So that's why you end up with some Geico caveman without a microphone. You yes. know, and like the boss is gonna look at this and be like, What happened here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. My that's second true. point that I wanted to end off on is uh, if the the board in charge of this, the censorship board, that actually like put out the feelers to find these people. Mm -hmm. If they see our video, they're gonna be pretty upset. <laughs> they're probably gonna be pretty upset. Because no one can ever make a video like that again. No, they can't. No. I mean, uh, we also have to point out that the second video also comes from JJ McCulloch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I did, I said. Uh, you should, we, we'll put Check a link it's yeah, in, the it's description the, right now. in the description. You can go look at that specific video. He actually shows the, the email back and forth that he had with the, the guy who was trying to you know set him up with this. So it's actually interesting to go and take a Definitely look. Definitely yeah. check him out. Go there and say ADV 
trying to send us yeah. something like that in yeah. the comments. That'd be kind of cool at it's, some point. It seems like a cool. Dude. Yeah, it seems like an. And idea. thanks for helping us out, JJ. Absolutely. Anyway, this is something that you know we've both been approached to do things like this, so we know it's a real thing. And now here you can actually see it. It's some kind of weird, it's bizarre, mis- misguided soft power. Uh, propaganda and is it's what just it is. so fruitless yeah it is know? it's just providing no, material for comedy. no no western person who w- watches that's going to take it seriously no, no. be like what's this and you should probably find influencers that have more than like three subs <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> sure sure exactly cool anyway. uh, i just want to point out otori takeshi says we shouldn't correct their soft power mistakes because then they'll take notes from us and get better at their soft power techniques. Well, that, honestly, I prefer that. Yeah, Try harder. Yeah. You know? Don't worry, we're on the ball. We'll keep catching them. You guys them. set the bar, bar way too low. <laughs> so we're punching <laughs> down. Yeah, though. it's totally true. Um, okay, so let's take a super chat before we uh, sure. wrap this, this segment up. Cool. I uh, want to give a sh- some attention to our first boy who gave us... Because I, I, I don't want to just do the highest paid yeah, super yeah, of chats. Course, of course. Uh, Mods Jada was the very first super chat we got. He said... Is there still something you can't slash won't talk about? But then I guess if you can't slash won't talk about it, then you wouldn't talk about it right now. So I can answer it quickly by saying we can just say, yes, there are things. We we have become much more open, but there are certain things just because of the nature of the topic that we won't touch on right now. Yeah, you know, at the same time, this is a balance, right? Yes. yes. We're all for talking the truth mm. and things like that but there's some sensitivities you have to bear in mind that we have chinese family of course. you know so there's certain things that by talking about it not only could we put our chinese family in danger sure, sure. but we could offend them as well right so you know we don't do that. there's there's no point there's no point no. in in going that far unless it's necessary no. and there are also other things that of course we'd love to talk about but um like i'm sure you're the same i like to have actual proof and experience Absolutely. of something before i talk about it so that's why every single one of my videos when i talk about something it's something i've experienced and seen I, with my that's own what eyes. i hate about some of these youtube channels that these like rogue journalists or whatever that yeah. just like read news articles that's yeah. just not how you do things. that's why i back everything up with footage if exactly. i say oh look china exactly. has a problem with people spitting on the streets there i'll show you someone spitting on the streets everyone's right. like thanks dude I was eating. Why do you have to show that guy blowing yeah. the snot yeah. rocket? Yeah. I'm like, well, that, because I'm talking about it. I don't want someone to turn around and say, oh, he just says it. It's not true right. because there's proof. We don't do that. No. That's so, not what we do. Like, people keep asking us to talk about what's going on in the Xinjiang with the We the haven't Muslim. been there. Yeah. We, we can't talk about it because we're not there. We right. can definitely tell you our opinions on it, right. but we'd rather have a little bit more more evidence or, sure. or something to back it up. Maybe interview someone from there or something. Sure. So we'll deal with that later. Can we get another super chat there? Yeah, sure can. Uh, Adam Morrissey said, do you ever know, have you ever known any Chinese locked away for speaking against the government? If so, how did others who knew them react? Mm. Uh, thank you, by the way. Yeah, that's that's a very good question. Yeah. We know people that have been locked up. We know someone who's we, currently locked should up. Should we talk about that? I don't know, man. Um, we don't want to make situations worse for anyone. But like we've, we've alluded to it before, but one of the two Canadians that are currently locked yeah, up yeah, in yeah. this whole spat right. with the Huawei thing is actually uh, an acquaintance of ours, somebody that we know, we right. drank with, we have we talked to, that you know, we've got conversations on WeChat, you know. Right. Uh, we know people that have been. I know I can up. I can point out three people, but I won't say names. Mm. Three people that have been arrested and detained for being subversive to the government, right. um, <clears throat> family, friends, things like that. Sure. Uh, and it's, I mean, how would anyone else react? I mean, their families are devastated, and 
tortured for the rest of their life. The, the unfortunate thing is that it is an incredibly effective way mm. to stop dissent. Mm. And so when your family member and your friend gets picked up for pretty much doing nothing other mm. than voicing an opinion, mm. it stops you from voicing an opinion. Absolutely. And this is the tactic that you'll find in all communist countries. It's a communist thing, right? It's absolutely how it, how it works. They go after people in order to scare other people, mm. set examples to make sure other people don't do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's something that uh, is what they try to do with us by attacking our wives and attacking yeah, yeah, yeah. our families and stuff. But it doesn't work on us, you know? Yeah. So, um, yes, we know people. It sucks. That's the end result. Anyway. Guanxi Corner? Guanxi Corner. Let's hope this is a little better and more lighthearted. Yeah, I, I, I was all happy. It's 4th of July and we're getting all, like, dour. <laughs> Guys, stop sending, like, these questions about, like, oh, how about this organ harvesting? Yeah, like <laughs> political prisoners and nonsense like that. I mean, go yeah. ahead. You can, you can ask. Okay, yeah. Guanxi Corner. DM, yes. hook us up. Let's hear our question. This All right. Patron, by the way. Uh, well, we've got. Is it? Is our? I thought there are two questions. There's One. Two, both are patron. This is Guanxi Corners from Patron as well. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So, hi. Recently, I went on a school trip to China, and when I was walking in Shanghai, I got asked out on a date by three separate men, who followed me for at least ten minutes when I told them no. All of the men were at least twenty-six and didn't even go away uh, when I told them that I was sixteen. I was wondering if you could help explain in a video why this behavior seems to be so culturally acceptable. First of all, thank you for that. Um, yeah. I, she a asked me not to say her name. And of she was kind of reluctant, but I don't think anyone can pinpoint this on her. No. So thanks for the bravery of actually you know, sure. letting us air this on ADV Podcast. So this is apparently in a separate conversation what her um, tour guide said to her because she's concerned. Sure. She's a 16-year-old girl getting hit on by grown men. Mm. Um, they said, you know, it's kind of your fault. You're blonde. You know, <laughs> you're attracting attention to yourself. It's going to happen. They just think you're interesting. You know, they yeah, yeah. try to poo-poo it away. Sure. So what would be your reasoning behind this? Well, first of all, it's absolutely unacceptable. Of course. I don't um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Chinese people have got no um, sort of filter when it comes to uh, like a social filter, when they see something interesting mm. or different. That's why oh, you're when, when you walk on the street, they'll be like, ah, oh, Lao Waiyo, right, the right. they point it and they shout. They're like, oh, look, he's tall. He's fat. Right. He's black. It's not he's offensive. This. Yeah, yeah, well, it's not meant to hurt. not meant, not meant no, to be, but no. it, it's just one of those things. I used to work at a training center way back, 2007 or something, mm. right? And there was a fairly attractive... A blonde girl from Florida mm -hmm. and she had like massive breasts mm -hmm. and oh, no seriously she did um, and she had such a hard <laughs> time of it I'm not even kidding <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. she Just had people walk up to her and Touching. grab her yeah. breasts and actually feel people. her breasts in public right. random dudes I'm just not surprised. No. And it happened to me. It happened when I was there. It right. didn't happen to me. It right. happened to her. They didn't when touch I, your breath. Where I actually had to like push a guy away. Like, what right. the what the hell she are you doing? piss off. Go back. So piss off, okay? <laughs> if you don't like small breasts, then leave the country. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, whoops. Hang on. Right. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. So basically, it's just one of those things. Blonde women in China get a massive amount of Huge. attention. Huge. Don't even have to be attractive. As a foreign guy, you get a lot of attract, uh, sure. like attention from from girls, especially if you've got different color eyes. Yeah, you know, if you yeah. if you're tall and if you've got like a different color hair, because remember, such a homogenous society. Everybody's got black hair. Yeah, everybody's black got eyes. brown eyes. Yeah. Everybody, brown. yeah, everyone kind of looks similar in a way. So when there's something exotic that turns up, you get a lot of attention. Yeah, it's not a melting pot like America. Yeah, yeah exactly. Blonde girls, specifically. 
huge. It's it's like a trophy thing. Yeah. Um, it's a weird situation that like if you and I we marry a, a, a local, we actually get a lot of hate. Yeah. yeah and sure. they're like steal our women, steal blah, blah. our women, this and that. But if uh, an Asian guy marries a blonde oh, chick, oh man, he's, he's like famous. A, he's like a hero. I want to preface by saying I support that fully because there's this huge pushback against people like us. Yeah. They're like, I, how would like Chinese guys will say this oftentimes nationalists will be like how would you how would you feel if I was walking around with one of your blonde women I'm like dude I would shake your hand pay you high five back. high it's five great yeah. thank <laughs> yeah. you for making the world a little less horrible you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so anyway yeah so they yeah. get massive amounts of attention yeah right? too too much it's actually unless you're good at dealing with that if you're a very confident person I would suggest against going to China if you're a blonde woman sure I mean like it'll be fine you'll probably be safe yeah, well, you'll get harassed. You'll get, get yeah. your breasts felt up in public. Right. By old women as well. To bring it back to this girl, a 16-year-old girl, I yeah. think she was more concerned about the fact that it was her age. Like, the whole blonde thing, yeah, we've explained that away. But sure. when she told them she's yeah. 16, they continued to pursue. And I'll, I'll tell you this, this huge stigma that Westerners have about, like, this is the age of legality, mm. that doesn't exist in China. No. Keep in mind, the age of consent in China is 14. It's 14, yes. Number two, you're going to look a lot older than the average 16 year old chinese girl sure and even if they know your age they don't care because there's no law behind that yeah and right? laws also let's be honest are not followed and they're not enforced no, 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 that's no. why you can see like a five-year-old boy go and buy beer at the shop yeah, for his father and cigarettes yeah. and right. even you'll have little kids smoking right. when you go to the rural areas remember we pulled on the side of the road there's like a five-year-old boy smoking, smoking. cigarettes that was the youngest and, ever yeah i know it's like what the hell's going on here <laughs> um so it's it's less of a worry. They're not worried about getting into legal trouble. No. So nothing will stop them. And there's also that horrible situation where they have the, that, that massive bystander effect yeah. in China. Right. So even if they did try to do something lewd or like something gotcha. weird, nobody would step no, in. No, no, it's no, not like no. uh, in America, if you go and you start like harassing a young girl, there'll be some dude is like, hey man, what bro, what, what the hell? Um, beat the shit out of you, you know? It's just not like that in China. So they can harass as much as they want. And and at the end of the day, the only thing is... Screw your tour guide for trying to like poo-poo that away. Stand up and be like, yo, this is how it is. And you Mm. should have called out those men. You're protecting a 16-year-old girl. I know, what the hell? At the end of the day, um, this is one of the reasons I've always made my videos is to prepare people to understand the differences when you go to China. It is a very different place. Yeah. Okay? Culture is completely different. This whole personal space bubble that we have in the West, like don't stand so close to me, you know, mm. um, don't push in the queue in front of me, does not exist in China. So no. it can be incredibly shocking. And this is one of those things. If you're a woman and you're going there for the first time, best to travel in a group of trusted friends. Sure. Preferably have some jock muscle boys with you right. to help you out right. and keep the... The, the sort of weird old uncles from coming over right. and, and trying to grab your, your big Yeah, Vivi used to get felt up in the bus all the time by like old grandpa dudes. It's weird, it's weird. When she was young, she was yeah, in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well they call him salty pork salt, hand. Hanju sao. Hanju sao. Salt pig hand. Yeah, and then they've also got the, the goldfish uncle yeah. as well. Gung <laughs> Yeah. That's like a pedo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, at the end, we hook us up with a super chat. Yeah. Well, do you want to, do you want the second patron question or was uh, that for a different? That's actually for the Q&A. So gotcha, all right. Yeah, so David M. said, I don't want to have any negative feelings for China or the Chinese people, but I'm upset by changes I'm seeing in Cambodia because of the flood of Chinese investors. So help me out. Name five traits about your in-laws that you love. What? Oh, man. It's a bit of a loop. It is. But it's $20 super chat, so thank you. Very generous. I appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Okay, five things Um, we love about our in-laws. Frugality. 
I think it's good in, for some. In some ways, it's good. Frugality is good. I, I detest frugality. Well, I didn't ask you. But that's. I shouldn't say that because my video tomorrow is about how awesome the frugality of sure. Chinese people is. Sure. But it is in a way. Okay, sure. Frugality is nice. I don't waste money. It's also negative, but it's also positive. Okay. Um, For me, it'll be cooking. Yeah. You know, the fact that, uh, well, especially my father-in-law is an incredibly good cook. I don't know. I don't don't think I've ever had my mother-in-law cook anything that stood up. But my father-in-law is a great cook. Yeah, mine are pretty good. Yeah. So um, if you want, like, really good home-cooked Cantonese food, it's fantastic. It gets old. Yeah, yeah. You can't have it every day of the week. You like it the first week. Yeah, you you like it for a day, and then the third day you're like, like, uh, dude, like, please, can can I go to McDonald's and get a burger? (laughs) I got to go get some Coca-Cola. Exactly, yeah, exactly. But no, definitely good cooks. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to say generous, quite generous. Um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. We don't don't accept money from them per se but like back in the day if Vivi needed something they always helped her out which well, is nice well that's the thing They're, they are incredibly generous when it comes to family mm. um, I don't really see that I know my wife sees that a lot like her, her father will yeah, constantly I'm more speaking on behalf of Vivi yeah yeah and her yeah. father will constantly be that's my wife, buying so. her gifts or yeah. sending her yeah. money and stuff um, which is nice yeah yeah I yeah. like that so that's what three things I think that's three we need five. Yeah. So just think, rack your brain for a second here. Okay, let's think here. Um, uh, I must say that I, my father-in-law is very understanding. Yeah, mine too. The, the, the fact of the matter is I know how difficult it was for mm-hmm. him to let his daughter Same here. You know, go with a foreigner and especially leave China. I had a three-year process. Yeah, it, it's, it's difficult. But my father-in-law was very understanding. I just sat down with him and I wrote a I wrote a, a long letter. Yeah, same boat. Yeah, explaining exactly what right. we're planning to do and future plans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, how we're going to be going back and forth between China, mm-hmm. etc. And uh, you know, the mother-in-law stormed off out of the room and didn't talk to me for like a, a long time. But the the father-in-law is very understanding, and he he said, okay, he understands, and he gave his blessing basically, which is nice. So that's uh, mine's the other way around. Vivi's mom was chill. Okay. With it, and then her dad, like, uh, it took me, like, years to convince him. But when he did, he became the chill one, and then her mom is the one that regretted it. Okay, I got you. Which is kind of weird. So that's four things. What's the fifth one? Fifth one is, uh, I, I would say, like, uh, his, especially my father-in-law's skill set. He knows mm. how to do a lot of different stuff, which is really cool and quite rare, it's I very think, rare. amongst his generation. Yeah, very rare. He knows how to, to farm if he needs to. He knows how to garden. He knows how to fish. He knows how to cook. He knows how all these skills, which is really cool for a, fa- a male in China to be able to yeah. do. Oh, absolutely. My father-in-law knows how to smoke. <laughs> Mine doesn't smoke. Uh, now, he's a cool dude, though. I like yeah, him. I, we I both just, get along with our father. Yeah, I just don't know what the fifth thing could be. Really. We just did five. Did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's Sweet. go. Let's okay. get out of Sweet. here. Okay. Enough that topic. Thank you next, very much. Yeah. <laughs> but, next, yeah. Uh, well, next topic. Uh, next topic, yeah. Which is our worldview. Worldview. Worldview, we talk about things that are going on in the news, usually kind of related to China, but yeah, sometimes but global, not. Globally Globally, related. yes. Okay. So let's got? go to pictures, and we're going to go to the next one. What do we see here? That is an airplane emergency exit. So why are we showing that? Because, yet again, a Chinese tourist, this time in Thailand, Opened up the frickin' emergency exit to get some fresh air while the plane was flying. No well, way. While it was about to take it off. It was about to take off, yeah. sorry. It's happened before where yeah. the plane has been flying, though. I was gonna, wouldn't everyone fly. die if he did that midair? Wouldn't everyone get sucked out the plane? 
No. Well, the no. thing is, he he didn't do it midair. He did no, but this is while it was on the runway, and they yeah. did get sucked up. Yeah, it's incredibly hard to open it when it's in flight, and there've been times people have been trying to open it while it's in flight yeah. and unsuccessfully, and being wrestled down. By, <laughs> wrestled. You know, yeah, wrestled by people. Um, this is still a big issue in China. Taking the plane is still a new thing. In fact, and this this is going to sound very strange, but when Seamilk and I would ride in the rural areas of China on our motorcycles, very often we'd see little vans and cars pull over to the side of the road all of a sudden and people piling out and vomiting. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And the whole point of this is, in China, cars are new. Okay? When I say new, you know, within the last 20 years is when they've really started sure. to take a yeah. hold. So you still have a lot of people in the rural areas who've never driven in a car. Sure. And if they have, it's never been like long distance. No, so, sick. So, you know, think about it. When I was young, I used to get car sick. Yeah, me too. So... If your body's not used to traveling in a car, all of a sudden you get in cars and, you know, you're going to get car sick. It doesn't matter how old you are if you've never driven in cars yeah. in long distance, yeah. right? So the reason I'm saying that is cars are even a, a travel by car is still a new yeah. thing. Traveling by plane is even newer. Sure. It's something that a lot of Chinese people haven't done. Mm -hmm. And they're not used to all the rules. Mm -hmm. And they're also not used to following rules. Mm -hmm. That's why they you know, pushing in queues and doing all this kind of weird stuff. It's because although people are telling them don't do that, they're like, I don't care. That's not right. that doesn't apply to there's me. A, there's another issue as well is on the airplanes. Often um, these older people that do these foibles and silly mistakes, they don't speak Mandarin. Oh, right. right? Yeah. So they only hear Mandarin on the, on the thing. On the they, they only speak local dialect. Sure. Right? Sure. So they don't they don't know. Yeah, so they uh, think it's unhealthy to be breathing the air, so they want to open a window, right. and they can't, so then they open the door. There was one thing, I think, that ties in perfectly to your lack of travel experience thing. Yeah. How many times when we're riding through rural China do people ask us if we rode our motorcycles from America? Yeah, yeah. Because the concept of of that, like traveling across continents, doesn't make any sense. They don't think yeah. about, oh, you would need to take a plane or a boat. Sure, sure. And this is this is yeah. not everyone, obviously. This no, is older people, we're talking rural. It's quite yeah, we're talking rural China <laughs> yeah. here, obviously. Yeah. City folk are, you know, they're they're up to speed. Sure. Well, you guys, you guys didn't come across the land bridge in the Bering Strait. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh gee, like fifteen thousand years ago. <laughs> nope, nope, that wasn't us. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to the next picture because this is something that's been happening a lot: is people throwing coins in the engines of planes it's not a fountain guys yeah it's not well a fountain. it's a good luck thing um and there's no tradition of this there's but, no uh, planes I in mean, ancient yeah China. there isn't but <laughs> come on your mother-in-law throwing coins in the, in the corner of, your, of the house the house Chucking coins in the corner like, of my freaking house it's it's weird and i guess they probably threw coins in in their goat carriage or you know whatever right, donkey whatever. cart or right. you know prestigious horse carriage i don't know but it's probably something like that sure. it's it's for good luck. Right. So they're safe about travel. yeah, safe travel. They're gonna go on a plane. So what's the best thing to do for good luck? Throw some coins in the engine. engine. Um, this has happened multiple times. Enough times that you know it makes the news all the time. Right. And they have to strip the engine, make sure none of the coins are in there before they take off. And people are still doing it. And this just happened again recently. I, I hate to be Mr. PC boy. I gotta reiterate <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. This is not the majority of Chinese people. Of course people. not. It's this the, makes headlines there and everyone's yeah. appalled. Yes, yes. Chinese people don't agree. <laughs> it's it's the older generation, the traditional people, and right. they're just too ignorant. Right. They don't understand how technology it's works. Magic. Yeah, it's like it's a magic flying machine. Let's make more luck magic by throwing some coins in the engine. I'll never forget the guy when I when vapes first came out and I was quitting smoking. Yeah. An old man in China asked literally asked me if I was from the future. And yeah. with a dead straight face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's go to the next picture because 
They've actually had to put up, this is in Hainan, yeah. airlines. They've yeah. actually had to put up this Asanya. warning. Asanya, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's illegal to throw money into an airplane to pray for good luck. Good. Thanks. So the fact that there's actual warning signs to in the airports. <laughs> yes, to tell. It shows you that it's a real problem. Right. It's actually a real well, problem. You have to make a sign. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit, bit outlandish. Yeah, it is. It's I, I thought it was quite comedic, but also like shows. I think the most important point we can derive from this is the absolute insane gap between the generations of China. Sure. You have young people, which are completely normal. Yes. And you have these old people that are that shit totally different separated from the third generation but this Absolutely. whole filial piety thing yeah means that you have to continue to not criticize your parents or grandparents yeah you're not allowed to cr criticize your elders so <sighs> granny is throwing coins in the plane and you can't say granny don't do that it's really bad you have to be like thanks granny you yes, know now now we can't now, go. now we're gonna die <laughs> anyway just thought we point that out because yeah, it's in the news funny. again yeah. um now we had our entire last episode it was all about hong kong yeah so people have been asking us to, to do some quick updates. We're not going to go too much into it, nope. but we're just going to tell you what's happening. Sure. Can we go to the next picture? Um, Protests haven't stopped. You can say no, that first. No, of course, because the demands haven't been met. Sure. We spoke about the demands last time. Yep. They haven't been met. So nope. people are angry. They still continue. Hasn't slowed down. Yeah. There's a lot of false flag accusations going on at the moment. Yeah. So there's this whole thing where the, the protesters and the leaders of the protests are saying, absolutely, we did not organize this storming into the, the judicial building, yeah. right? And I we're not going to take any side on this, to be yeah. honest. What we're going to do is point move, out... Move out of the way yeah, of this. We're going to be pointing out what's going on here. So why don't you explain this young policeman? Well, the police... Um, okay. A bunch of protesters stormed... The legislative council. Can you hit council. the next picture real quick so we can just yeah. have a little evidence? Yeah, they they wrote a bunch of graffiti. They put the old colonial flag right. up. You know, they, Taiwan they, is a free country. All yeah, that kind of crap. exactly. You know, I I have to say that I understand the frustrations of the protesters, mm -hmm. but I also don't condone violence in this kind of, of action course. because it takes away from the message. Of course. I think the the peaceful protests is what you want and to play devil's advocate that's their whole point of this yes, is yes. that they didn't do it yeah right so the protesters are saying that this was staged right okay that this was actually the hong kong police and paid stooges who did this to make them look bad right okay and that previous picture we showed go back to that go, go back to the previous one um so the policeman created this thing saying how bad these legend these people were to break in and it was stuff. a report it yeah. was saying these people broke in at blah 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 time and this 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 was released at 930 9 9.30 or something but his watch says five o'clock right so it's premeditated so people are like yeah they pre-recorded this message before they did it because they they knew that they you know they had a plan all mm -hmm. along so there's a bunch of like conspiracy theory crap what I was, going what on. i was reading on the actual hong kongers on reddit like that are, yeah. have been participating in the protest yeah they uh they said that the messages in the graffiti don't line up with any of what anything that they've been saying. Yes. It's more like confrontational stuff that they haven't even been pointing out. And I mean um, it does make sense as a false flag thing yeah. because then it then it justifies harsh crackdowns. China does this all the time, yeah, dude. They do. So this is it doesn't surprise me. I don't know if I believe it or not until more evidence mm. comes out, but it's very, very believable uh, from the, the idea of traditionally how things have been dealt with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah just having recently been to Hong Kong, because mm. we're in and out of Hong Kong a lot. You know, saying, yeah, yeah I, I get to speak to the people that have been protesting, mm. you know, we get to see what's really happening there. And I've never had, 
the, like just even a, a hint of people wanting to be violent and cause all this crap. Yeah. You know, it's they, like, they pick up their litter after yeah, the protest. Exactly, they They're, pick up after the mainlanders. <laughs> unfortunately, you will always get people in a crowd that you can't control that that'll go. You know, the next yeah, step. Of course, of course, of course. Last time I was there in the protests and people were trying to get violent, the other protesters shouted them down. Yeah. And we're like, no, no we, we want peace. This. We right. don't want violence. So right. it's kind of a it's, it's a it's a tough thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of these people are pointing out how can a cop afford an $8,000 watch? It's also a good little tidbit to point out. <laughs> I don't know, man. Did you know Hong Kong? Everybody buys expensive stuff, true. even if we you're a cop. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It's, anyway. it's just the way it is. Cool. Well, that cool. wraps up Worldview. Yeah. 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 So it's time for us to hit our Q&A. Q&A. It's time for Q&A. So Q&A is where we answer your questions. Super chats. And otherwise, we also take normal Instagram, questions. We take Instagram questions, Patreon. patrons, all that kind of stuff. So DM, hit us up with a couple of questions. All right. Um, we will we'll do a super chat first. Okay. Meow Nyan okay. says, hey, Serpent ZA, uh, first time watching. Have you ever watched Chinese animation? Yoshiyuki Tomino, creator of Gundam, said he was deeply unimpressed by China's animation industry and everyone cheered. Lol. <laughs> yes, and I agree. Come on, Xiang Yang. Yeah, we and, actually covered uh, this. In we episode. did. With that hunter thing with the bears, you know? Come on. <laughs> you know, the, the problem with Chinese animation is it's, it looks like flash animation. It's, so bad. It's, it's terrible. There isn't a good industry around it. The only Chinese animation I've seen that's fairly okay is when they literally knock off Japanese animation. Like that uh, Karl Marx thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they go, but it's also it's like anime. three frames a second. Yeah, but it and, looks like anime. Yeah, exactly. When they, they knock off anime. Mm. Um, Actual homegrown stuff like Xiang Yang, which is like pleasant goat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> pleasant goat and beauty goat and right. uh, big bad Hong Tai Lang or whatever. You're talking about the popular stuff. Like yeah. if you just turn on daytime television, yeah. they have like these like race car cartoons. And it's mm. just so bad. It's awful. I've, I'm appalled. I'm appalled right. by Chinese animation personally. But... The thing that really puzzles me is that I, I, I know that Chinese people are skilled enough oh, and have sure. plenty of more than enough artists. yeah exactly potential to create amazing stuff and I don't understand why that hasn't translated into the animation industry yeah so hopefully it gets better but <laughs> yeah. right now it's just really not good you know the to go back on that real quick you know the uh, was that big huge movie that they put out there's Autobots no they're no. super proud of it. It was that massive one with that, like, plant dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one where they ripped off Game of Thrones and everything? No, 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 no. That oh. was before that. It was, like, Monster oh, Hunter. Oh, Monster Hunter, yeah. 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 Mm. You can see, like, that's modern 3D animation. Yeah. It looks awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next one. All right, we'll go to Instagram. Okay. Um, and if you guys aren't following Instagram, you're really missing out. We got a lot of good stuff there. Where can they find you? Uh, at ADV Podcast. Pretty, pretty easy. Also, by the way, I'm just going to say this. I need you guys in the chat to tell me what's the best, like, beard oil to use. Best beard. Give me beard grooming tips because I said I wasn't going to shave until we hit 100,000 subs on here. And that's going to be a while. So right. I'm begging not. you guys to sub to the channel. I don't want to have to keep this thing that long. <laughs> anyway, um, we had a question from Instagram. And they say, how do you deal with the food in China? Does your body get used to it? I think we both have differing Very experiences. Different. You, yeah. you go first. Uh, your body does not get used to it. I think there's certain bacteria that you'll get used to, but by and large, if you're eating street food in China, you're always at risk for food poisoning if you're normal like me. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, I got sick up until, you know, right before I, I came out here. Yeah. Like it's very Yeah, you were sick all the time. All the time. Yeah. And I'm not the kind of person that gets sick, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't get sick in the U.S. I didn't get sick in other countries, but 
I got food poisoning left and right in China. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's because you were eating street food all the time. Yeah, we I mean, ate I street eat food all stuff, the time. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, I'm different because I've never had food poisoning except once, and it was when I ate dodgy so-called Western food. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, you yeah. were there that time. Yeah. But I've got a pretty strong stomach, and it's probably because I grew up in Africa. Sure. Um, sure. So I was exposed to all that weird bacteria and stuff. Um, however, every single one of my British friends have suffered the most. Mm. I know I'm Americans too, but the British are guys the worst, are the yeah. worst. I don't know what's wrong with them. They've got the worst constitutions when it comes to eating huh. street food and stuff. Lots of bland food in the UK. Yeah, I mean, mm. maybe because the NHS is too good and they, <laughs> you know, everything's so like sterilized or yeah. something, but they suck at eating like street food. They're always right. diarrhea and right. sick. Um, so anyway, the, the fact of the matter is the way you adapt right. is you learn what to eat and what not to eat. Yeah, I mean, the, the easiest, easiest piece of advice is just avoid things that are not hot and avoid things that are not on, that are on the street. Yeah. Right. That's Those simple. are the best tasting things. I know, I know. And, and don't, don't block yourself off. But if, you're, yeah. if you think you're going to get sick, you probably will. If you find a little noodle stand or something that's awesome and you've ate there and you didn't get sick, just keep going back to that same one. There you go. There, that's, that's the best Sweet. advice, yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Next, I'm going to go for our next uh, Patreon question. Okay. And they said... Hey, C-Milk, I'm a 19-year-old college student, and I want to live in China for about five years after getting my bachelor's to save money and to learn the language and culture more. I've already backpacked through China twice. Uh, that's a lot for being 19. Yeah. Good, Sweet. big ups. Um, uh, backpacked through China twice for about a month each time, so I think I know for sure where I want to move. The biggest thing I'm afraid of is being sucked into the bubble-slash-lifestyle of being a loser expat who is there for a lot longer than planned and only hangs out with other expats and goes to the bar to drink every day. Uh, have you faced this situation where you realize that every day is just teaching English and then going off somewhere in the, in the night to mess around? And if so, how do you get out of it? Sweet. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate that. That's a very good question. Um, very, very, very simple. It's just going to take a lot of willpower because it is easy when you're uncomfortable mm -hmm. to get sucked into that expat circle of bitterness, right? Absolutely. Something that me and you did right in the beginning was to cut ourselves off from yeah. people like that. If you're just the, if you should be the weird kid <laughs> that goes around and hangs out with Chinese people and explores stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. just be that guy because it is too comfortable. You need, you need to have a, a drive, and it's all about balance yeah. as well. Like, for me, I would always be the guy who went and found, like, an interesting barbecue place. Yeah. Then I'd invite other foreigners that sure. I knew to come out and try it right. out. But, yes, try, try your best to, like... Be the trailblazer like we were. Yeah, yeah mingle with locals. Make right. some Chinese friends right. if you can. It's, it is tough, but that's just entirely up to you. And honestly, I think this guy will have a lot less of a problem than the average English teacher because he's already backpacked through China yeah. twice. You showed initiative, you know. Exactly. You'll probably be okay, dude. And best of luck. Have fun. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun. And if you start missing in-depth conversations with foreigners, because actually, to be honest with you, like I think it was six months or something, uh, I went without ever talking to another foreigner yeah. for yeah. a while. You, you know, don't forget when I first got to Shenzhen, there were very few right. foreigners in the whole city. Like I could go like, Mongolia. yeah, I could go for weeks right. and not see another right. foreign face anywhere. And it was kind of weird when I actually did talk to a foreigner after those six months, I was having trouble putting my words together yeah, in English. Yeah. It was really weird. Start thinking in Chinese. Yeah, and I was that. like, hang on, like, what? And I was stumbling over words anyway. The, the fact of the matter is when you miss that, like just find like-minded foreigners. Yeah. Find guys who are willing to go and explore with you that don't right. want to go to the pricey expat bars. Right. Go sit in a, in a little small urban village or something and drink a beer on the sure. side of the road at a barbecue. and You'll get attention. Yeah. You'll make friends. Yeah, exactly. Have fun. You'll have fun. Just go out there. And so, what's next? Next up, 
uh, Mark McClure. He asks, what's the closest, the closest equivalent to the 4th of July in China? Uh, it's National Day. It's the same thing. Yeah. Not the same celebration. I mean, yeah, I would say, yeah, I guess you're right. But like fireworks, that would be Chinese New Year. How about every day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, if you live in rural China, you'll oh hate fireworks. Lord. You will hate them. You know, there's a lot of tradition about scaring away evil spirits and stuff. So if someone is a wedding, they use it. If there's a thing. <laughs> and they've got these, like, literally thousands of little firecrackers. Well, Rolls. not little. Big ones. Yeah. Big ones. And there's no uh, regulation. So they just let them off day and night. It makes pollution horrible. It's so bad. It makes yeah. it so you can't see in front of your face when you walk around. Right. Yeah. And they put them on the roads and stuff. You know, when we've been riding through those rural towns and you're riding and all of a sudden fireworks, it's like you're right. under attack. And you have to ride through like exploding fireworks. Yeah, it's crazy. Now I'm picturing, you know how you guys always talk about like Marco Polo syndrome? Yeah. Now I'm picturing the real Marco Polo when he first went to China and like before Europeans even had gunpowder. He's just like, what in God's name is this? Yeah, that would have been wizardry. Next up, let's see. Ahmed Abdi, this is from the the general chat. It's not a question. He just says you guys should visit Central Asia. And I I second that because I think Central Asia is super dope. I really want to go to like Kazakhstan or something. Me too. Actually, Absolutely. I've had a deep interest that's, in that region. That's for something a long we'd time. yeah, we'd love to do that. Yeah. And we we're going to Send do this. Yeah, we're gonna ride through sure. you know, all those countries, the stands. Don't you worry, we're hitting the stands. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, next up. Um, does China's allowance of quote unquote media pirating contribute to unsuccessful soft power? I don't know why I did quote unquote, it's just <laughs> that doesn't wasn't right. Quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. If you if you're talking about like uh, soft power within China yeah, because, you know, you have a situation where they're trying to reverse that, by mm. the way. All the young people, they start to think America's cool and other yeah. countries are cool and stuff because they watch Hollywood movies and they watch TV shows. Um, and it's actually got to a point now where they're trying to get rid of that. And they're right. trying to like, no, you're not allowed to show foreign TV shows on TV anymore. No, you're not allowed to show this. They block movies, mm. etc. They're like, you have to watch Chinese made stuff. And then they'll put a Chinese thing on and everyone's like, that sucks. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you, you have to watch it. You're not allowed to watch foreign <laughs> stuff anymore. Watch right, this. Right. You know, It's kind of yeah. silly. So, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it completely goes against their soft power efforts, you know, at home. For sure. sure. Cool. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm for a couple more. Okay, sweet. I'm actually going to break character a little bit. Take the hood off. It is really hot in here. Okay, gotcha. So, I've got the sun on me. No worries. But, all right, next. Uh, what is the best way to meet friends in China if your job is, is remote? So, you don't have any local business uh, connections. Do you want to take this one? I mean, it's quite simple. All you got to do is either go downtown or sit on the side of the road. We keep saying sit on the side of the road or the pier because someone's yeah. going to approach you. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, it's something that I, I can't stand. You know, I made that video about a Chinese guy trying to kiss me. Mm. Watch that. You'll see. If you go to any place where Chinese people are drinking, in, especially in a more smaller town, Yeah. if you go sit down, if there are other guys drinking around you and you sit down and you have a beer or you just have a meal, they'll come and approach you. Yeah. And you can meet people. For sure. You can make fantastic friends. You probably friends. don't want to make friends with that guy. Uh, yeah, the thing is, like, by the time that guy came to try and kiss me, I just had it up to here with that crap. Because mm. 14 and a half years of people doing that every do single time, you just want to have a quiet dinner right. with your wife. With your wife. And you got, like, sloppy drunk men, like, hanging on you trying to kiss you and stuff. It's, right. It gets a bit much. But if you are new and you want to make friends, the best way. Sure. Cool. Be good at drinking. All right, next up, Pablo Gonzalez. In the new movie, The Farewell, the plot involves a Chinese family deciding not to tell an elderly relative that she has a terminal illness. The family even gets her doctor to withhold the information. Is this actually common? Yes. 
In yeah. fact, that happened to Tobacco Uncle. Yeah, remember? It did. Uh, my tobacco. yeah, Tobacco Uncle Best is piece. yeah, he's my wife's uncle, and he smoked more than anyone I've like seen in my entire ago, life, yeah. probably more. <laughs> I did never saw the guy not smoking, and he'd smoke when we were in the restaurant. He'd smoke in the elevators. He'd smoke right. everywhere. Anyway, it's just people from that particular generation were like that. Anyway, did he did start to feel sick? And he went to get a checkup, and yeah. the doctors found he had some pretty serious cancer, right? It's throat cancer and whatever else, a whole bunch of cancer. Right. Uh, which is understandable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, the way, the way it works in China is the doctor first talks to the family, and they ask the family what they want to do. And they say to the family, like, you know, sh- should we tell him or not? And the family's mm-hmm. like, no, don't tell him. So they didn't tell him he had cancer. They just said, oh, you got, yeah, you like, got a flu. cold or something. Yeah. And this just kind of stretched on and on until he died, so he never knew. Which I I was just appalled. Yeah. Because I knew the guy. And I, every time we went for family dinners, he'd be looking sicker and sicker and losing his hair and all this stuff. And I was like... Still smoking. It's like, yeah, still smoking. And I'm like, dude, this. if you guys had told him he had cancer, you know, at least he could have stopped smoking and maybe they tried to take some kind of, you know, treatment or something. I don't know. It was just... I didn't want to interject too much into that because it it's different. Often. Yeah, it's very a different often. culture, but it is sure. common. It's very common because it's up to the family to decide... Yeah. Because there's also a belief in China, which there may be some truth to this. Like, if you find out someone's terminally ill, you know, like, what's what's the point of telling them? Because it's probably going to accelerate their death and also make them. Um, I know I would be pissed off. Worried and yeah, I know. But this is I'm saying right, that the, right. the thought process is they think the person's going to be more worried and they're going to be upset and they're going to be miserable and they're not mm. going to enjoy their life because they know they're going to die shortly. Right. Whereas if you keep it a secret, right. they can still be all happy-go-lucky, right. puffing lungs out or whatever right. until they die. Sure. So that's it's a common thing. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I'm going to chime in a little bit of a personal uh, thing here. My father actually did pass away from cancer recent, well, last year. Mm-hmm. And I think that knowing ahead of time, we, I, we kind of used it, viewed it as a silver lining. I don't know if I've talked about this before. Maybe I'm just repeating myself. But... Um, is that yeah because we he knew ahead of time and so he was able to put everything in order like set his life straight because mm. he knew he's going to be leaving and then have you know make the most of that time that you have left sure, sure and i thought it was better it's better than just like thinking you're going along maybe you're like oh i'm gonna take a big trip and then you just drop dead and it's sure, like sure. you know yeah. you don't have i mean that happens to plenty of people plenty of people just walk out of the street and get hit by a bus mm, and sure. they don't have the way they don't have a chance to say goodbye to anybody or to anything like that so yeah, I yeah. think that's the most it's, mature it's, way to look at it's it. It's such a tough subject to approach because uh, I think it's important that you get told. Yeah. I mean, I think it's up to you to decide how you're going to deal with it. But by not being told, I think it's really unfair. Mm. You know, For but sure. it is, it's what happens in China. For sure. A lot. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. We'll bust out these last few super chat questions. Real quick. Uh, Asian, Asian Night Walking in Asia. What a name. $10. He said... Uh, you guys are my favorite YouTubers. Inspired me to start my own China-related channel. Do either of you have plans to move back to Asia long-term, or do you think it's the U.S. for you? Uh, thank you very much, yeah, that's and awesome. congrats on your channel. I think the flag answers that question, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. People seem to think that we've just kind of up and left and gone to the U.S. and we're never coming back type thing. It's not like that. The no. reason we've decided to set up an office here in the U.S. is so that we could have a stable place to travel from. Right. Um, the kind of things we talk about it's just it's unfeasible for us to stay in china number one we couldn't do this live show in china no. because we wouldn't have fast enough internet no, and, that would be and you know it would be blocked mm. second of all 
we have you know the very real possibility that the police would come and just break in and shut us down and mm -hmm. detain us or something we don't want that we want the freedom to be able to talk what we want to talk sure. about we want the freedom to be able to travel around yeah so we're going to be going to more asia a lot yeah, we're yeah, going to be traveling sure. a lot more now um, right. going to different places because we want to expand we want people to see um all the you different parts. Stuff too. Of course, but yeah. you know we want to we want to go to India. We want yeah. to go to Japan. We right. want to go to South Korea. Right. We want to go to Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, right. all these places, and do what we do and what we did in China. Right. So that's that's kind Just of the more, deal. More yeah. Stuff. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Very last one. Aaron H. Any chance your wives will do a video together? Sure. Why not? Yeah. We'll ask yeah. them. We'll ask we'll them. Go, we'll go talk to them about it. Yeah. I'm sure they will. I want to mention one more thing. Oh, you do? What do you want to do? Yeah. Last couple days for this oh, yeah. uh, merch. I did. Everpress.com slash ADVChina. You know, I'm not wearing mine right now because I was walking down the street mm -hmm. and um, basically there was a guy and he was like, hey, that's super awesome. Mm. Love the t-shirt. What does it mean? We got in a conversation right. talking about it and I actually just gave him the shirt. Just shirt off your back. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Nice. Yeah. It's not even a lie. <laughs> For real? No, I'm serious. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't if have that's it. not a sell, then I don't know what is. Yeah, I was exactly. about to hand you the $5. But, yeah, no, um, exactly. <laughs> no, I literally, yeah. Um, Super limited time. There's only a few days left, and it's not going to be re-released. So. No, it's not. This is the clown. literally one-time-only thing. Yeah. So Somebody told me in, on Instagram that apparently their Chinese girlfriend said that the two cheats hit the clown has to do with uh, foreigners sleeping around in China. Somehow. Really interesting. We'll that, try to chase that up because we'll actually do a we'll chase that up, DM. We'll do like a kind of explanation because we still haven't gotten a straight answer. I got so many bullshit answers. Yeah, like, it means yeah, bad like, stuff. You know? Yeah, it's no, like no, no, it no, doesn't. No, it doesn't. I mean, maybe who knows? Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day. Absolutely. Get those beers. Get that barbecue going. Just like we're about to do. Yeah, we're about to go have a barbecue. My first time ever to have an American barbecue. <laughs> You know, I can't in, do that. Eagles, so well, except <laughs> American barbecue for Fourth of July. You know, nice. I've had those awesome ribs my friend in Arizona makes. Right. It is barbecue, smoked stuff. But this will be the first like actual. And we're gonna do it ourselves. Burger flipping, right? Burger you know, flipping, dream. burger flipping with screaming eagles and yeah. and whatnot and Sweet. American flags. I'm looking forward to it very much. All right. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. We really appreciate that you took the time, especially on a national holiday mm. like this, to. To come and watch us appreciate it guys we hope you found it informative and uh, we can't wait to see you in the next one so until then you know the drill as always stay awesome